Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today we have a very special episode, one of my long-term clients, Brona, on the episode. So Brona, thank you so much for, for coming on. How are we? Yeah, I'm good. I am. Yeah. I've just come out of a mental time at work and I've never felt more kind of relaxed and at ease really. So yeah, good. No. I know when we you kind of said you're kind of using me for that for that last month of kind of like just kind of ease. Yes, it was. I wasn't ready just to pull the plug and go. So yeah, yeah. So for anyone, for let's let's start from the beginning, brother. Who who are you, and what's your kind of story, and why you got in why you got in touch with myself? Okay, um, yeah. So I work full time in um, the financial sector. So um, yeah, so loads of income tax, everything. The last kind of month so i'm married i'm in my late 30s i am no children um yep so that's kind of it i suppose so um i thought i have to go back a few years so um about five and a half years ago my mother would have passed away quite quickly unexpectedly um and i didn't deal with that grief very well um so i didn't deal with my own grief and i took other people's grief on so I went really, I suppose I just ignored it for a long time. I didn't just deal with it. Um, well, yeah, it's quite hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would have went into, I suppose, just denial of my feelings. Um, I also then tried to control everything. I went into complete or control. Um, I'd have like 10 backup plans just in case the original plan didn't go through. That was more so that I just wouldn't be blindsided by something that would happen. Um, I suppose then I shut all my feelings down. Um, I didn't, because if I didn't feel anything, I didn't have to deal with feelings. And then if anything happened to anyone around me, I wouldn't um, get hurt. So that was really kind of, so I just tried to control everything, um, which you can't do. So then it went on for a while. I suppose um, I didn't sleep. I, my sleep just went to absolute pot. Um, then I wasn't really eating. So my drip, my weight would have dropped to about, I think, about nine stone, which is, I think, a whole stone less than what I weigh now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my mental health was on the floor, which I just ignored and just kept going and was like, nothing wrong with me, nothing wrong with me. Um, I started then having panic attacks. Um, so I had, I remember just, I had one really, really bad one at work. And I just went, okay, this, I can't keep going. Um, and my husband, we weren't married at the time, but he obviously was telling me, you can't keep going. But I kept ignoring him and I was fine. So I think that one panic attack was just a real wake up call for me. Um, so yeah, so I went went to my GP. My GP was actually really, really good. And he just said, yeah, you're just not dealing with your grief um, and your body has just gone. Not happening. So yeah, so I went into, I went to counselling um, just to kind of deal with all that and get that all sorted out. Um, so yeah, so I went into counselling and I got my mental health back up to uh I don't know what, an even level, I suppose, is what it is. Um, so that was fine. And then I suppose over lockdown, I started putting on weight. Um, but I put on too much weight. Not too much weight, sorry, that's wrong. But 
faith I wasn't comfortable enough with. <laughs> so I think my I, my weight went up to I probably put on about two stone. So it swung from one right up. Um, I just remember coming out of lockdown. I just was not comfortable, really not comfortable with um, how I was feeling um, physically. So I started kind of doing my own, trying to lose weight. And I did it on my own for a while. And then I tried a couple of different things that didn't really work. Um, so then the start of this year, um, just a number of different things started happening. Um, just different events happened and they really started to affect, I suppose it affected me mentally, but like that, <laughs> I kind of ignored it for a little while and I was like, this is okay. But then I could feel my weight kind of start coming up again. Not much, but just a little bit. Um, and I just kind of knew I needed help with my weight because I kind of, I think what happened was there's so much information out there and I was trying to decipher it all and I couldn't decipher it um so then I suppose my brain started going 90 again my sleep started going and when my sleep goes it's kind of I panic when my sleep goes because I kind of feel I suppose logic is going to leave the building now and everything is just going to go a little bit haywire so I did two things I dm'd you to see um if you could help me, which I thought was my nutrition, I needed help with. <laughs> Turns out it was more than that. Um, so, yeah, so I DM'd you. About, so I went into the female fat loss um, group that you were starting. Um, I have to say, I was still quite skeptical about the whole fitness industry. Um, I don't blame you. Just <laughs> stuff that happened. So I kind of thought, you know, if if I do this, it's not a major commitment. And we'll see how where it goes. Um and then I also sent an email um, looking to go back into counselling again because I just felt I needed some help there because I didn't want to go back to where I was um, a couple of years ago. So there were the two things I kind of did, but that was, I hope that makes sense. That makes <laughs> it's sense. Very, very hard putting it out there. We start in my head, I have it in my head of what it is, but to actually put it into words, it's... Um, yeah, it gets a bit emotional, I suppose. Um, yeah, so that was why why I DM'd you. It was just I kind of just felt the hard work I put in to lose my weight um, was starting to kind of unravel a little bit, and I could just feel myself putting on weight and not feeling comfortable in my own skin again. Um, and then obviously the mental health side of things started kind of deteriorate a little bit. Not bad. Like it wasn't, I know now it wasn't going back to where I was, but um, I suppose I wasn't going to let it go that far. So, yeah, so that's why I DM'd <laughs> and got in touch. So. And it's it's great that you had that awareness that you kind of caught it before it went back to where it had been um, and had that wherewithal and kind of said, right, I actually need to get a bit of help here. Definitely, because it was... It's just really hard, and like because it affected all my relationships, um, I just knew I couldn't go back to. So I suppose it was fear <laughs> that made me get in touch because I was like, oh, I just can't, I can't keep going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned about being skeptical of the fitness industry. Yes. Why so skeptical? Um. 
I suppose because people promise you that they can do this, this, and then when you go and work with them, they don't do it. Now, I've never done one-to-one before. Um, it was always probably slightly in groups with some backup. Um, like I remember going, I suppose it was in my late 20s, I did, it was kind of like cardio um, hit kind of sessions. And then there was two, there was two guys running it. And then you could sign up and they would help you with nutrition and all of that. Um, but it was very much, you earned your carbs. So you have to work out before you, now when I say carbs, it's your pasta, your rice and yeah, all yeah. that. That's hardly so, earning your vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to earn them. <laughs> so he, yeah, so I just remember I was doing all the work and I was doing what they were kind of telling me to do. I just felt horrible. Um, like, it just I, my energy levels. I remember my measurements weren't going down. Just nothing was happening. And I remember my stomach was bloated and I just, I just felt awful. So, um, yeah, so my husband said to me at the time, like he said, you're not, um, you know, you're doing all the work. You're not getting anywhere. Like, you have to kind of, you know, see what's happening. Um, so I remember I sent a message and to the, and they, I basically got a thumb up saying, well done, you're doing great. Keep going. And I was like, like fuck, you haven't answered anything that I've asked you here. So I stopped doing that. Now, it turns out that um, it had aggravated my irritable bowel syndrome that I did not know I had. But when I went and worked with a dietitian, um, if you increase your protein and decrease your carbs to a very low amount, it can actually aggravate um, if you've got IBS symptoms, irritable bowel symptoms. Yeah, so that's proteins what... harder to uh, harder to digest, so the the body can break it down. That's why people when I'm gonna nerd out here, when people <laughs> are having a protein, it's slower releasing into the body. So that's why when people are trying to lose weight, people are talking about higher protein diets. So it's slower releasing into the body. So it's uh, it's kind of like trickling down when carbohydrates are a lot more like they just shoot down. And then okay. fats kind of are slower, but protein are the slowest kind of going down. So if people are trying to lose weight. That's why they talk about having higher protein foods in order to kind of like keep you fuller for longer. They take up more space, more fruits and veggies and stuff. So that's the nerd part of it. Yeah. But it was when I actually, when I went to the dietitian, she just sat there and went, oh my gosh, this is, it was driving her mad because this is what was happening people were doing and she, she was seeing more and more people doing the high protein and they're really like she said they're really low carb yeah it's just um yeah so I had to yep so that was one thing now look did I probably had a little bit of an issue and it exaggerated it and it made me go and get it sorted um so yeah it um that was one of the ones and then when I came out of lockdown I signed up with a group but it was with a meal plan but the meal plan so I did send the message and I did say you know there's certain foods I don't eat and I can't eat um just they do aggravate my IBS and then there's other foods I just don't like so I just don't eat them um so I, I think I'm a pescatarian so I don't eat meat or chicken I think that's what the thing is is it <laughs> but um that my brother can't get over that I don't eat steak he just can't get over that I don't eat meat he's like <laughs> so um yeah so but it's it wasn't a so when I signed up and went along with it it wasn't a tailor meal plan it was just here's the meal plan so I had to swap out the food 
So if there was whatever, and then there was a lot of protein shakes in it that that's not going to help your IBS. No, and I can't. They just do not agree with me. I've tried every single one of them, and they just don't agree no. with me. Um, yeah. So I lost weight. I thought it was great. I thought it was brilliant. And you worked out five times a week. But <laughs> then I, when we kind of came out, we started coming out of lockdown. And I remember I went to visit my brother. Um, I was so excited because I hadn't seen them in about maybe five months. Um, like my nephew, my nephews and my nieces. Like, and um, I was sending pictures of back of obviously what we're eating and stuff. Um, and I remember I got a voice note and I literally got a lecture about not sticking to the plan, not being motivated enough and that like basically wasting their time. I was so annoyed. I remember I actually sent a voicemail back. I don't do voicemails. I remember I was just so annoyed because I was on such a high after seeing my brother and his family and then to get this back. Um, so then I realized this is not going to work. It was fine when I was at home and you weren't going anywhere. So I could kind of prepare everything and we weren't going, like all I could do was walk. So the five times working out five times was fine, but that, yeah, it was definitely just the meal plan was not going to work for me, especially when you start going out for meals and visiting people. So, you know, I'm not rocking off to my brother with my meal plan going, this is what I'm eating for the week. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think that was people just saying, yeah, we can help you. But then when you sign up and they get your money, you realize, no, you actually can't. So that yeah. was. Yeah, I, I can understand why people are like quite skeptical. And then also when you you feel it's a you issue that you will be some you can't stick to it. And then that, that chips away at self-worth and you're kind of like, this is my fault that I can't stick to this. Why can everyone stick to this? And you kind of beat yourself up, you judge yourself and then you're kind of like, you kind of lose faith in, and hope for yourself and able to do something. Um, I don't yeah. get me wrong, there are, there are times that when clients may not be able to do what I suggest, which is fine, but it's trying to figure out a way for that, for it to land. But there's also a piece with clients where they have to like take a bit of ownership for their, what they're trying to do is like, I'm not here to do it for them. If you know what I mean. Yeah. And that's why I really liked working with you when I've moved from the group into the one-to-one. Um, I think when, doing the group I realized I, I'd stopped trusting myself yeah um I just I stopped trusting myself for so long that I didn't know how to do it but when we went when we started working one to one you you took the time to figure out and you worked with me to figure out what would suit me and fit into my life it wasn't your plan and I had to change my life to fit into your plan like you very much worked and it was always okay with this not working well why don't you try this like you'd come up with suggestions and I'd be like I actually, how did I not think of that? And sometimes they're really, really simple, but it was, that's what I just really liked the one-to-one. -one. It was just very much you figuring out what would fit into my life and helping me figure that out. And that was great. Yeah. And never once did you lecture me. <laughs> never once. <laughs> no, I won't do it. I won't, I won't do it. Like there's times where I kind of, I can get frustrated. Don't get me wrong. And like if I had hair, I'd probably have pulled it out by this stage sometimes when <laughs> you want to just shake a client. But at times you're kind of like, well, there's no point in me telling you what to do as well. Like I know sometimes like, well, tell me what to eat. I'm like, well, you're not going to learn anything. Like you're not, your lifestyle is completely different. You've got three, like people can have 
I know a really, really busy job and I've kids are drawn on the wall. And you're kind of like, well, me telling you to eat chicken and broccoli is not going to solve anything. But unfortunately, that's what people believe losing weight is. Yeah. Um, and like, what do you feel has kind of clicked for you since we started working together? Because we did the group, you were in the group from, I think you were in the April one, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. we did that for eight weeks. And then you went into one-to-one um, and now you're going back into a group. Um, people are like, well, why are you doing that? I was like, well, it makes sense the way where where Brown is that it's kind of like just that accountability piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I because I kind of fallen into that whole trap of I had to like prep every single meal. Yeah. Everything had to be prepped, and then I have to work out five times a week. And I think that was very much like I remember I used to get so stressed on a Sunday prepping everything and um yeah so it doesn't have to be that way um definitely like I remember with the working out and you'd be like no two three times a week is fine two teachers you kept saying it honestly he keeps saying that and then I was like okay he sounds like me when I'm talking to a client and they won't listen and you keep saying it and you just so I was like we just listen to him um but it was only when it was the time that I was injured and I couldn't work out and I barely could walk. I think it was for about two or three weeks. Um, I did have days where I felt a bit sorry for myself and I had a little bit more chocolate, a little more ice cream. But my measurements still went down because when I kind of caught myself on <laughs> and chat with myself, um, I focused on my nutrition. But I didn't work out for about three weeks. Yeah. And I couldn't walk. I, it ended up maybe for a week and a half. I kind of couldn't really walk. Um, so for me, that was real kind of, I don't need to be killing myself, even though I hadn't been. But that was more because you kept saying it. But it was then that I realized, yeah, I'm actually putting more pressure on myself to expect myself to work out all these times when I don't need to do it. Um, it's not required, I suppose. Yeah. So I think that's, it's kind of, it's more simple. Nutrition is simple as a concept, but we overcomplicate it as humans because we bring emotions into it. Yes. Like I was yeah. talking to someone else and he he doesn't coach nutrition. He only coaches like, he only he's a PT, like that's all he does. And he is like, I don't know how you do your job because I just tell someone to lift something from A to B and that's easy. But when you bring in nutrition to it, you're trying to bring in habits, you're trying to bring in mood, you're trying to bring in motivation, you're trying to bring in all these kind of different things. It's trying to understand the psychological aspect of it. Because mm. it's never about the food. No, it definitely never. not. No, me it's mentally. Mine, um, I'm quite, I focus on the negative. I can do that. humans do it, yeah. Yeah, so I think where I used to kind of always focus on the stuff I hadn't done or should have done, I now kind of focus on, well, yeah, all the positive things that's happened in the day. I think that's, yeah, instead well, of... Well, I know one of the the sections on the forum for the group on the one-to-one is three things that you're proud of this week. And yeah. that genuinely, Irish people struggle with that question. Australians love it. I know, but sometimes you feel like such an arse writing stuff in it. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> I know who I, I know who has left a blank. I'm like, you haven't thought about this. Yeah. Um, I think it's one thing as well. I've actually learned, I've accepted my body. I have stopped fighting my body shape. Um, and that 
that's a huge thing. And I think I did it. I was doing stuff that I didn't even realize I was doing it. Um, just kind of focus on that negative thing. And um, I do, and I, I don't know when it happened. I suppose it's probably just over time. And it's definitely just getting that little voice in your head that's not that little sometimes, that's quite loud, and just changing that. And I think it probably came from that where you say, writing down your three positive or things that you're proud of in the week. Um, I started doing it, I caught myself saying a negative thing. I immediately followed up with something positive that I'd done in the day. It's just to retrain that little voice. Because um, sometimes you're doing it without even realizing you're doing it. Um, you've been for yeah. so long, it's kind of like, a, it's almost like a habit. Yeah. Uh, when people do it. Um, like, I think when people think of kind of body body positivity, I think people don't understand what body positivity is. They think it's like you're being positive about your body all the time. That's not what body positivity is. No. It's being positive in a way, but it's understanding that there are going to be days where you're not going to be enthusiastic around how you look. There's going to be days where you feel less bloated or more bloated and less bloated. There's going to be days where you feel a little bit more lethargic and tired. So you're looking at yourself as a negative viewpoint, mm. but it's not who you are. It doesn't define you. Yeah. Um, I think it's just accepting your body and being kind to your body. I think sometimes we're very hard on it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it's it's also hard because you're, especially if your social media feed is curated in a certain way or curated in a certain way and you're kind of looking at Big Betty Booty um, up on social media and thinking that you, that's what you need to look like. Yeah. Or your feed has been created from when you were a kid and saw the magazines where all the actors and stuff were doing Atkins and they were looking a certain way and all that kind of stuff. It's hard to get away from that if that's what the media has been pushed onto you. Um, it can be hard. Um, you, in relation to the food side of things, what do you feel is the biggest the biggest shift for you? Um, I suppose the food didn't change that much. It, there was only small little tweaks. Um so the biggest thing that's made a difference to me is having an, um, a snack between my lunch and my dinner because that stopped me. I mightn't eat. So now I have a smoothie. I just find smoothies really, really good. Um, another one of your suggestions. Um, so I have that like at about four o'clock and I just find that kind of keeps me for I was going from lunch to dinner. I might get home till, you know, seven, half seven. And I would probably eat half the slice pan before I would go down and have my dinner. So for me, that was massive. I might be exaggerating there, but half slice pan, push it. Yeah, so just, and there were only little small tweaks, like just adding in extra carbs um, kind of at lunchtime. Um, I remember that message coming through and you said, no, you need to add in a little bit of extra carbs. And I was thinking, wow, <laughs> you're actually telling me yeah, to add people, it in. Instead people of... <laughs> are shocked when I do that. It's like, no, I actually have carbs. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, I actually have carbs. Watch your energy go up right now. You're all good. Work away. Talk. You there? Yeah, it's all good. It's just froze. So I'll, I'll, I'll edit it. It's all good. Okay, cool. Um, 
yeah, I'm actually sorry. Yeah, I'm trying to think where we are. Um, yeah, so I like I'm enjoying more the foods that I like now than I probably was before. Um, like I would have chocolate ice cream most days. Um, good choice. I never thought I never really had food guilt, but I suppose what had happened would be like we have a baker in the office. She loves baking. <laughs> Which is like where I suppose now she won't do it every time, but you know, every couple of months she'll bring something in for her before I'd be like, oh no, I won't be having any of that. Um where now I'll I'll have some of it and I'm fine with it. I don't I just have it, enjoy it, and I move on. I think that's what it is. Um where I, yeah, I would have never said I had food guilt, but I probably would have thought about it before having it. And then probably thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't have had that. But I wouldn't have lingered on it. It wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. For now, I just have it if I want to have it. I kind of fit it in um, to my day. Yeah. I just definitely enjoy more food than I liked than I would have had before. Yeah. That's, that's really good. What you said earlier on about when you got injured, about yes. those kind of like one and a half to three weeks, I think it was, when you got injured, you probably... I don't want to put words into your mouth. You probably realize a lot more about things and what we were doing in those three weeks than the weeks that were going perfectly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely learned more in those three weeks. Um, I think when things are going perfectly, what's there to learn? Because everything's fine. You're doing everything. It's in those weeks that stuff crops up or stuff happens. Yeah, definitely. I learned more in those three weeks when I was injured um, than in probably in the other weeks. I learned obviously I learned stuff in the other weeks, but definitely in those weeks. <laughs> no, no, but I think but I think what I generally find it from coaching people is generally the weeks that are going perfectly, you're not gonna learn anything. Yeah. I generally find the weeks where life ramps up, you'll learn more about where that person is at. So like one of the kids gets sick or work deadline comes up or you decide to get you you have a last minute weekend away or whatever it is something will crop up like it's called life and people expect this progress thing to be a straight line of progress it's never i've never had a client have like 12 18 weeks of literally nothing crop up and but then they then they, they think that because something's cropped up they have to stop or they've got two or three nights out in the next month they have to stop yeah but that's just no, my life's not perfect never is stuff's always going to happen um like i've had nights out i've had days hen. Of, yeah i had a hen had a wedding um i've had just nights out i've had um weekends away i've had holidays um yeah like i've had all of that and i didn't restrict myself um in any of it and i still yeah i still got progress um I said, yeah, but definitely those three weeks, I learned so much more because um, I think it made me realize that I don't have to walk every single day. I don't have to get my 10,000 steps. I don't have to work out every single day and kill myself and break myself off to get, um, yeah, to get fat loss. Yeah, it really, really did I have to say. Yeah, I think that I, I hope that that piece lands for people. That last yeah. piece, what you've just said, I don't have to do this. I don't have to do X. I don't have to do this every single day. Yeah, that's when major thing. I do stuff now because I want to do it and I like doing it. Um, 
like I even used to get stressed about walking like walking for me was always a de-stressor yeah then I got into this thing of so this thing you have to have 10,000 steps every single day and but this was always in my head I have to get steps out and so if a day had gone totally I don't know, work say something happened in work and I didn't get to have my walk in I would beat myself up over that um where now I'm kind of like yeah you didn't get your walk in but you know I've got the water in I look at all the positive stuff that I've done um but now for me walking is just a de-stressor um and just to de-stress after the day that's where before it was something I had to do um and then my workouts are stuff that I love doing and I, I do them because I want to do them. Um, now, not every day. <laughs> There's some I kind of, I have arguments with myself to just get up and do them. Um, but yeah, it's because I want to do them and I enjoy doing them. I think you just need to find something that you enjoy um, because it just makes it easier on the days that you don't really want to do them. If you enjoy them, it makes them so much easier. Do you feel there's been a shift from doing something to lose weight to doing something that you enjoy? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I did, like, I did, I didn't, I started doing weights probably about maybe two years ago. Um, and I actually really enjoy it. I really like doing it. But yeah, it's, because I'm doing it less, I'm actually enjoying it more. If that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Because not you're not you're not torturing yourself and having these like unrealistic expectations on yourself. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I'm going to do two, three times a week, and that's all I need to do. Yeah, but definitely, it just it has made it so much easier because I enjoy doing it, and I'm doing it. I'm not doing it to lose weight. I do it because I'm enjoying it, and yeah, it's a it's an error that where I get out of my head. It's always good. <laughs> always a good one. Um, one of the things that we've been kind of doing for the last maybe five, six weeks is kind of maintenance. Yeah. Um, I think, can you explain why we decided to do that and how you've kind of got your head around like it's, it's, this is what the goal is? Um, yeah, so September, October in work is always really, really busy for me. Um, it's just, it, it just gets very, quite busy. But in the past, I would always try to work and do my workouts and just have unreal expectations on myself. So then when I didn't get to do it, I was just so tired. And then the guilt would kick in um, and I'd be giving out to myself because I couldn't do it. So... I kind of just said to you, look, I need you just there as a kind of backup. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maintenance was just, I wanted to get to November, not have kind of, I don't mean to go backwards, as in. You know, just, I understand what you're trying to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I suppose it was just to maintain all those habits that I put in place and that if one day didn't go according to plan, I didn't just give up and everything else um and then oh yeah I don't know how to put that <laughs> so I suppose it's just yeah my goal was not to lose weight it was just to maintain where I was and to keep my stress levels um and my I suppose my mental health kind of on an even keel without getting overwhelmed was really what I wanted to do but still maintain 
um, the progress that I had got in the last couple of months. Um, that was really the goal, just to not get overwhelmed, um, but still keep everything in place and all my habits that were still there. Yeah, and I think fat loss is a great goal for some people, but I think if you can't maintain it afterwards, it's kind of pointless because yeah. just, it just repeats that cycle over and over again. So I know when I talk to clients who I feel that are at that stage where life is ramping up or need to go at a maintenance stage, this freak out happens in the brain. It's like, well, I need to more lose more weight. It's like, yeah, but we've lost quite a considerable amount of weight already. We need to know, can we keep this off? Yeah. And when it's explained that way to them, they're kind of like, okay, now it makes sense. Life is really, really busy. All we're trying to do right now is just keep the regular meals going or three walks a week going and people are like well i need to do more like no no no. let's just scale it back a little bit and actually just focus on right what stuff have you learned i learn more about clients when they're at the maintenance stage than they're trying to push themselves with a fat loss stage yeah because even like with my walks um because <clears throat> i live in the country and it's quite dark um as so i can't i love walking in the evening in my my walk in my evening is just my de-stressor after the day Um, i kind of had to rethink that i also found i can find an excuse if i don't want to do something i've, I've learned that, about about that. <laughs> so i know like i said to you um you know i can't with the dark evenings i can't get walking Um, like i have a treadmill it's not the same um and that you know i don't always have someone to go with me so you're like oh but yeah but you can go at lunchtime I go at lunchtime so it was just even just breaking up get going for a walk at, at lunch for 10 minutes but then what I actually started doing was I bring my runners to work and then there's a village that I, I have to drive quite close to on the way home and there is like a kilometer kind of loop and it's always people walking on it and it's lit so I actually started just to rethink it so I do 10 minute walk at work and then like a half an hour after on the way home then it was done um instead of coming home and kind of going yeah. someone needs to walk with me now um I just maybe kind of suppose rethink um but especially my walking is my one thing that I have to do and that's just my de-stressor it's just in the yeah it's one of those things if I don't do it I really miss it that's funny actually because my husband goes to me yeah I think you need to go for a walk and <laughs> <laughs> then I'm like all right okay <laughs> yeah well at least he can recognize it um and that was gonna i was gonna mention your husband because i think one of the big things that i learned throughout was how much of a support network you had around you and how much support you had how important was that for you um all really important like i'm very lucky like my husband supports me in everything um now he kicks my ass when i need it kicked and he tells me to cough on as well like but um yeah, like I'm, he's very, he's so supportive. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. Um, he just, I suppose he just gets me without me having to explain myself. Um, you know, like you know, he cooks dinner, so I don't have to worry about that, which I know is amazing. You know, it's, um, he just, I think you just need at least one person just to support you, whoever that is. And I know I'm very lucky that I have him. Um, I know not everybody has that support. Um, but I think you do need to find at least one person that will support you in your goal that you want to do. 
Um, like I have great friends as well, so I know I'm very lucky. My job is supportive as well. Um, there's I have a positive atmosphere at work, like which is good. I know not. Sometimes that can have a negative impact on people. Um, but definitely, yeah, my husband is. He is an amazing support for me in every way. I have to say, I can't say too much. I've got too much of a big head. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's very, yeah, you know, I think you definitely need one person. The other thing I would say is uh, if you feel you're not getting to help, you have to ask for it. Yeah. Just because you don't say it, you can't get annoyed with the other person because they may not actually realize that you need that help. Um, so I think definitely ask for help. Like if you keep doing something, and it's not on the other person's radar to do it. They're not going to think of doing it. Um, so definitely just ask for help if you need it. Have a conversation and say, look, this is what I need to do and for me. And I need your help and support in it. Most of the time, people will do it. Sometimes us males just need to be told what, what's actually going on. We can't read minds. We can. Like, that's what I think you forget. <laughs> you we don't can. We are wired differently. <laughs> Some people forget that we are wired differently we're more worried about like what's going on with the football than something else <laughs> i'm just yeah. saying from personal experience yeah i know i know <laughs> anyway um and i think it's it's pretty cool to see the difference from where you first started from because i remember the dm you sent me and then to see where you've gone from the group into the one-to-one -one and it's been great to see that you've able, been able to use that maintaining stage of knowing, right, this is what I can do. You're kind of like the last month was just kind of like you were just ticking the boxes. You're kind of just going along, going along, doing your check-ins. But it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot easier for you. There's a lot less pressure on you that you're putting on yourself. It just seems to be a lot more, I don't know, second nature now. It's kind of like you, you just know what you need in the moment and kind of like, right, this is how it works um which is pretty cool to see yeah i think i started listening to my body and trusting myself um that was a major thing where i think i i know what i need to do um so it's just checking on myself and going right what do i need to do now to help me it's not what i think i need to do or what i should be doing it's very much how is this going to help me now um and whatever that is, yeah, it definitely, I can't explain the mind shift. I just can't explain it. Um, like you were saying to me, Julie, like what do you want to do and going forward? And I'm just like, oh, can I not just enjoy just being? Like I'm just, I'm really content to where I am. I'm just enjoying my little routine that I have. Like I don't feel like I've done anything extraordinary, but I just, I'm just at peace, I think. I just, I'm very content at where I am. I feel like you could bottle how I feel and sell it. We'd make a fortune, you know. I just, yeah, I just, I can't explain, I suppose, the inner contentment that I have. Pretty, pretty cool to hear that. Yeah, so that's the biggest shift for me has been just, but you've also done the work for yourself on that. It hasn't come. I think it, it all kind of just, there was one, I remember the day you sent, I just feel like at peace. And I just, it, it normally just like, it's a combination of whatever you're trying to do. And then there's one day where it just like, 
the head just yeah. goes right i'm actually okay now i find it like this message kind of coming in from other people are kind of like i actually feel a lot more calmer now and they would have been having meltdowns like three weeks ago yeah and they're kind of like john you know i actually get this now as you said it's me repeating the same sentence more yeah. often than not again <laughs> and again <laughs> and again <laughs> we're trying to word it differently but some some people it won't land yeah I think, yeah, I think, and sometimes it's hard. I think sometimes when you have to look into yourself, it's kind of hard. And sometimes people just aren't ready to do that or don't want to do it. And, yeah, you have to be in the right place. I think if I had come to you maybe like four years ago, it, I wouldn't be, I wasn't ready probably to do it four years ago. Where I suppose, what, in April this year, I was ready to, to do it and work myself. Do you think there is a perfect time? Um, no, like there's probably times when it's not right, depending on where you are mentally. Um, but as in a general perfect time, no, there's no perfect time because something's always going to happen. It, so I think you just have to start and things will crop up. But then you just, as you say, you just reset and you go again. So I don't think there's ever a perfect time. Now, there is times where people are more are ready for it and you know it, that really just depends there's some people that are mentally are not ready for it for different reasons um whatever reasons those are but no I don't think there's ever a perfect time like I kind of was thinking oh when I started doing it I started oh, coming into the summer like I've cut a lot of things on but then I think but well, then then you're coming into Christmas or yeah. you know so I don't think there is I think you learn to deal with those things better and then it kind of Kind of just comes like a lifestyle. But I was saying that sounds. But yeah, just. I suppose everything just fits in. <laughs> Turning into one of those fitness motivators. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, that happens. Yeah, it's my truth. Yeah, exactly. It's my calling. Um, <laughs> if you were to give one piece of advice to yourself, maybe four years ago, what would it be? Um. I suppose don't wait as long to ask for help. That's all. It's pretty, pretty poignant, pretty. Yeah. Pretty, uh, normally, yeah. Normally it's not as big as you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Normally you can make things bigger in your head than when you get out there. It's not as bad. Yeah. And what would you, what would advice would you give to someone that's potentially looking to start maybe in, I don't know, January? Well, why are you waiting until January? I didn't like, say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> you know, you've got two months. I didn't say it. If I said that, it would be a PT dickhead. Yeah. Well, look, that's why I just think, why would you wait till... So you're going to go to, like, November, December? Like, December is harder. Like, it is harder. Like, don't get me wrong. It oh, is yeah. harder. It's possible, but it's harder. Yeah, it is, but you're still going to be if, if you. But then you would have started and have two months ready to go. Yeah, and then then what's January? Because it's a new year, New Year's resolution that never lasts. You, you me? Yeah. Yeah, I think like there are better times. There is no perfect time. There are better times to do it. Like you can definitely start to do something between now and whatever. I know, like the majority of my clients will be maintaining for. 
probably second half of December. Like, I know I'll be finishing up on a certain date and I'll be like, I won't be doing check-ins. Yeah. Um, but there are other better times, yeah. But people feel because there's going to be so much drink, there's going to be so much food and stuff. Yeah, but you can work around it if you really, really want to. Not restrict around it, but actually be mindful around it. And then knowing that you're ahead of the curve in January. Um, yeah. I think if you've got the tools, getting those tools in your head, that you're able to deal with it. I think that's... That's more important, I think, than just, yeah, definitely. Yeah, just start. Yeah. What are you waiting for? <laughs> I didn't say it. Brown has said it. Uh, Brown, thank you so much for sharing your story, particularly at the beginning, because I know it was kind of like, it was one of those things that we were kind of talking off air, like, where were, you, where were we going to talk about? certain things and how much we're going to share and i think it's it's pretty cool to see where you're at right now as you said to say you're content not many people get there Mm. at certain stages where you get content and then something ramps up or whatever it may be but it's pretty cool to see where you're at right now from when you first started and it's 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 down to you you asked for help and you asked for help throughout you're like if you were struggling you're like shane can blah 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 rather than bottling it all in maybe not of like maybe avoiding a check-in or maybe it was like Brona did every single check-in Brona messaged me when she needed help Brona asked questions when she needed help didn't ignore anything it was kind of like may have taken some time for one or two sentences to land but they landed eventually mm. um and i think it's it's pretty cool to see where you're at right now so yeah i have to give you a massive pat on the back and i know we met I gave you a big hug when we met in um it was a Tipperary. I'm yeah. Tipperary or Limerick. Tipperary. Tipperary. I know I'm not meant to get those two mixed up as a, as my mom's from Tipperary. I really shouldn't get those two mixed up. Um so yeah, my geography of Ireland outside the pale is not good. Um so yeah, Brona, thank you so much for for coming on and, and sharing your story. Yeah, and thank you for your help. Thank you. You're welcome.